What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 232 of Strong the Iron Will Way, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. So one thing I've noticed in, in hundreds of conversations in the majority of books that I've read, um, a, a common theme seems to be that adversity always leads to some kind of improvement or success. Meaning that um, anybody that's achieved anything noteworthy, substantial, happiness, accomplishments, will usually look back at a time when they faced a great obstacle, um, some type of adversity that seemed very, very defeating at the time but ultimately led them to be successful. So that might be, um, you know, the product that they designed uh, and thought was going to be their big success didn't work. Um, And it seemed like a big failure until they figured out a solution that made the product better than the previous one and ended up being their top thing that they sold, made their company money. Uh, Could be the person that gets fired from what they thought was their great job, only to find out that they find a new one two years later that is much more fulfilling, much more more financially rewarding, etc. Might be the person that plans to be uh, a stockbroker and the stock market shits to bed and he has no job and begins writing and turns out that he's a fantastic blogger and writer and becomes an author. I mean, this happens all the time. So, uh, for any of you that are that are close to the Iron Legion Strength Company family, you probably know that we have staff meetings uh, every week f- on Tuesdays from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. Every week, two hours, non-negotiable. And every couple meetings, what we do is because we are a tight family, we want to make sure that we're all uh, kind of aware of what's happening in each other's lives personally professionally um, because uh, to me it's important that uh, I'm aware and the others are all aware of what we're all dealing with because we might be dealing with something in our personal lives that's very stressful or upsetting and it might be affecting the way we're acting uh, in our jobs we were performing in our jobs and uh, if everybody's aware of it we can all help each other out and be more understanding of the way we're acting if we're if we're unaware that someone's dealing with a stressful situation, um, we can't help. We might not understand why they're acting a certain way, and it leads to resentment and frustration. And uh, I feel like when we're all open and honest with each other, it builds a great, strong team, and it also gives us an opportunity to help out that person or people who are struggling. Uh, so with today we did one of those because uh, I'm personally going through some adversity right now and I wanted to let everybody know what that was specifically so they could understand um, some of my behaviors or the way that I'm feeling acting and uh, let them have an opportunity to see inside and I also encourage them to do the same and um, at times we'll go through this exercise and everybody's doing all right and there's no real dramatic adversity I mean you know someone's got this they're dealing with that they're dealing with but nothing big other days it seems like everybody's dealing with something pretty heavy and pretty big and today was one of those days so there was a lot of sharing of challenges and um, a lot of adversity in the room to be honest 
Uh, and what I love about these meetings is, first of all, it's a safe place for everybody to share these things. And I don't, I don't think that's always the case. I don't think a lot of people have that opportunity. Um, so I'm thankful for that, that we're such a close family that we can do that and make it make it okay for people to be vulnerable and be honest. And the other thing, I think it gives everybody a chance to help um, whoever's struggling and also uh, normalizes a lot of the struggling that we all go through because you realize that it's not just you and your situation, but that a lot of people are in those similar situations, um, whether they're 50 years old or 20 years old or 100 years old. Um, so with these types of adversities, um, and again, it's always kind of compounded when everybody's going through it at the same time, uh, I always like good reminders that this is ultimately what it's about, right? Life is about adversity and overcoming it. And a lot of times the other side of the adversity is an improvement to uh, pre-adversity, right? Um, and it never fails. Uh, you guys know I'm a huge fan of reading and particularly of audiobooks lately. And I have a kind of an arsenal of them that I are my go-tos. Uh, Zig Ziglar has been a huge influence in my life. Uh, I've read a lot of his books. I've listened to several of them several times on tape. Um, he's just a, uh, to call him a motivational guy would be doing him a disservice, but he's, I guess that's what we call him. Um, but I, it never fails that whenever I'm kind of encountered with some of these situations, if I just go to one of my go-to books, it always seems to be at the right chapter, at the right passage that I need to hear. I think a lot of people feel that way um, with the Bible and things like that, where they can just go to some place that kind of seems to speak to the issue that they're having. So today, I heard a great story that I've heard several times that Zig tells, and I'm going to kind of steal the story from Zig and, and pass it along in my own way. So um, for anybody that knows the story, if I get any of the details wrong, I apologize, but the message will be uh, the same. And um, although Zig Ziglar has passed away, uh, I, I like sharing his messages of positivity and uh, things of that nature. So if I can do that, uh, hopefully uh, I can do him some justice. But he tells the story of... Um, a man who he is now very good friends with. Um, and this man's story is remarkable. And then the story goes that uh, he had uh, two daughters and he and his wife had always wished for a son. And they finally found out they were having a son. They had a son and their little family was perfect. Um, a few months into his life, he noticed that his son just didn't seem quite right. So they began to take him to the doctor, and some doctors said, um, nothing's wrong, he's just not quite developed the air yet, um, he'll grow out of, you know, whatever it is. Um, but as you know, as parents, sometimes you have a gut instinct that kind of overrides that. And so they thought, no, this is not normal, Let me, let's take him to some more. So they took him to a few more doctors, a few more specialists, and finally somebody said, um, he has cerebral palsy. And so they said, well, let me find another doctor. And they found another one who agreed that he had cerebral palsy. And he said, listen, this kid is never going to be able to walk. He's never going to be able to count to 10. Uh, he's going to have a lot, a lot of difficulty in his life. Um, I would suggest for you 
that you put him in an institution right now and that he stays there for his entire life because that's going to be the best thing for him and for your family. Now, uh, this guy wasn't about to stand for that. And uh, I think the expression that he used was, I'm not a buyer, I'm a seller. I'm not going to settle for that. So what he meant by that is, I'm not just going to take what this guy is selling me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find out what the, what's really happening. So he went on to further specialists. And when he asked the doctor for a second opinion, the doctor was very put off. And he said, listen, you can ask whoever you want. I'm telling you, that's what you're going to find out. So he went on and other doctors told him the same thing. But he decided to be relentless in his pursuit because he was not going to give up on his little boy that easily. And he certainly wasn't going to put him in an institution for the rest of his life. So he made his way to finding the top expert in cerebral palsy in, and probably the country, maybe the world. Somewhere was somewhere not convenient to go to. The guy was such an expert. He had a two-year backup. And he said, if anything opens, please call me and I will fill the spot. I think it was 11 days later, he had a cancellation from a boy from Australia wasn't going to come. This guy took the spot, wrapped his kid up, threw him on a plane. They went there. The doctor said, yes, he does have cerebral palsy. He will not be able to walk. He will not be able to count to 10. And he will not amount to much of anything in life if you listen to what those doctors have told you. But if you are willing to do what it takes, and what it takes is going to be beyond anything you can ever imagine, he does have the potential to have somewhat of a normal life. So this guy was all ears at that point. He said, well, what's that mean? He said, this, you are going to have to work this child physically every single day for the rest of his life until he is probably in his 20s. Um, this will require close to three hours of physical exercise. This will require nightly painful braces on his legs. Um, there will be months and months at a time that you will see no progress, but you cannot stop. If you stop for even one day or one week, you will be starting all over. Um, most people can say yes to that, but implementing that is a different story. So they went home and hired, ironically, a bodybuilder slash personal trainer to come begin working with their son. Now, mind you, by this time, the son is not three months old anymore. He's, he's I don't know, let's, let's call him six to nine, something like that. This kid has to work physically to the point of exhaustion and crying every single day for three hours. So imagine the pain for these parents to watch their son, who they love and they care about, suffer through these physically demanding exercises and drills every single day. He talked about there were nights they would go to put the braces on and their son would look at him with his big brown eyes and say, Mommy, can we just not do it tonight? 
he would look at his dad and say, Daddy, can they just not be so tight? Imagine being asked that by your kid who's been in pain from these braces every single night for years and having to say, I'm sorry, we still have to do it tonight. I can't imagine the emotional pain of having to do that. But this gentleman was able to see past the short-term pain for the long-term goal. And I think that's the message here is that uh, that's very hard to do. Uh, we have trouble doing that for ourselves. Uh, as coaches, that's something that we have to do with our clients. Uh, as, as just human beings, I think a lot of times we have to do that for our children, for our friends, for our significant others, for our, for our spouses, where, um, you know, sometimes things are going to be hurtful in the short term, but ultimately uh, it's important to do that. And I think physical exercise is one of those things. Um, but no, that's nowhere near as dramatic as this. So uh, this went on for some number of months, years, and the gentleman recounts the day that the personal trainer said, hey, I think he's ready to show you something. And um, they came, the parents came to the, uh, came home to watch the trainer work with the young man, and he was able to uh, crank out a complete push-up. Uh, he was covered in sweat, shaking, um, so much exertion, but uh, you, you never saw a more joyous expression on the boy's face, the, the trainer's face, the, the parent's face, that this kid who uh, that was told would never walk or never be a normal child could do a push-up. Fast forward um, to, at the time of Zig's story, what was present day, the kid went on to learn how to not only walk but ice skate um, he taught himself how to skate when over an entire winter he went out every morning an hour before everybody woke up he got up put on his skates and went out there it took him a year to learn how to stand in skates on the ice he practiced and practiced and practiced until the point where he actually could play on the hockey team in town um I mean, this sound, it sounds like a made-up story. It sounds like a movie, but uh, I can tell you that it's not. If I had the people's name I, and I can track them down, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, I've looked them up and it was all a real story. Uh, the kid went on to play uh, hockey. He, uh, I believe he even uh, ran. He went on to, uh, of course, learn to count to 10 and to talk. He, at the time of Zig's recording, was 29 years old, uh, 195 pounds, uh, married with two kids and the top salesman in his uh, company, and uh, I believe had accomplished, I don't remember what they were, but some, you know, some pretty decent physical feats. Maybe he had done 5Ks or a marathon or something of the sort. Um, which again, if you consider the fact that this is someone who was thought would never walk again, the fact that he, he can even do something like that is incredible. But what stood out to me is that Zig said, he thinks about, he's friends with the, the, the father now, uh, still to this day. And um, the father had to adjust his life at the time because he had to now spend 
all this time helping his son. He couldn't continue on his career, so he had to find a way to work more efficiently and smarter because he still had to get his work done to make money, but find time to take care of his son. And he did that for some 10 years uh, working, you know, seven hours, seven, seven days a week to make up for the hours that he uh, missed out during the week because he was taking care of his son. But he managed to do both things and still be successful. Um, so I like that lesson that, you know, you get these curveballs, but you find a way to do it and you can, you don't have to sacrifice one for the other. You just have to find a way to be smart about it um, rather than be defeated by this guy. I mean, talk about being dealt a bad hand, uh, but he was able to manage it. But more importantly, uh, Zig said, you know, he thinks about this kid all the time and it's so amazing what the kid has accomplished, you know, in spite of his challenges. And he thinks to himself, wow, how unfair. Imagine how strong and what kind of athletic things or life things this kid could have accomplished if he didn't was he wasn't born with those challenges, right? If he was given an easier road. And then he talks about the more he thinks about that concept, he realizes it's the opposite. Were this child given an easier road, it is very likely that he would never even have even accomplished the things that he has. It was because of the challenges that this kid faced that he became the strong, determined, successful young man that he is now because of that adversity, right? So rather than looking back and feeling sorry for him, Zig appreciates that that adversity made this guy who he is. And I think that this young man would feel the same way, right? I'm sure there's moments where he's like, I wish I just had this normal life, but I think there's a part of him that sees who he is now and recognizes that that's from this difficult life and when you talk to anybody that's made it through an extremely difficult time I think that's a very similar story I know I certainly feel that way of any of the uh, adversities I've gone through and I'm sure that I will continue to go through so the moral of the story and what I would encourage you guys if you're going through a difficult time is to a remember that this is sometimes just what it's about uh, it's not about having an easy life. It's about being able to deal with the adversities that are uh, thrown upon us and remember that many times, oftentimes, we're going to come out uh, the other side stronger and in a better situation. We're going to problem solve and find a way to get through it and not only get through it, but to uh, improve from it. And again, that... Uh, I would say every, not even most, successful person, and, and, and whatever you consider successful, right, whether that's financially, business, relationship-wise, just, you know, when they've, they've dealt with adversity and loss and challenges, and that has ultimately become one of their uh, secret weapons to success. So if you're in that position right now, um, I think it's helpful to, have, to understand that mindset. I'll talk to you guys later, and uh, have a good day.